Awesome. Welcome, everybody, to another podcast, Money, Power, Influence. I'm your host, BC. I'm here with my esteemed guest and mentor, friend, and brother, Arash. And another exciting, exciting episode coming to you. And uh, it's been a great week for me. Things are exploding. Um, all my numbers just keep getting better and better and better. And I couldn't be happier. Uh, what about you, Arash? What's up, brother? Good, man. I just saw you in Hollywood. That was fun. It was a good time. And, um, again, the stats, statistics are up everywhere. And one of the things that everybody who's business-minded, as everyone in life should be, really, is you have to learn to measure your progress, and statistics are the way to do that. Not the way they teach you in college. I know too many people that get out of college with statistics, and they don't know how to measure uh, even how much how many calories they take in or how much money they have in the bank. Statistics are very simple. It's the uh, number compared to an earlier number. So number of books sold today, number of books sold tomorrow, number of books sold this compared to last week, this month compared to last month, this year compared to last year, this decade compared to last decade. So you have to keep stats, and stats are up. And when stats are up, we feel good. That's what's up. Awesome, and even something that basic we, we don't even learn in school, and it's one of the staples to run a successful business. Um, I, I wanted to jump into... <clears throat> Uh, a phrase that I heard today, and it's, I, I've, I've gotten that question too, and I think this is great and something we can discuss, and I'll I'll touch on it first, and then I'll pass it to you. Uh, I always hear the the phrase thrown around, "fake it till you make it," right? Whether it's pickup, business, um, so forth and so forth. And I, you know, when I hear this statement, I, I kind of laugh. And the way I see it is, uh, you know, if I can relate it to my industry in sales and real estate. You know, there was a point when when I was new, and I remember having that phrase in my head, um, you know, fake it till you make it, you know, just pretend like you have the confidence, pretend like you know what you're doing. And I, I quickly realized that uh, I understand where that comes from, but at the same time, uh, what, what I did and when I heard that is I, I just really buckled down and, and, and figured it out. Um, I, I realized that in business, a client is always going to look at you, and especially in my industry of helping somebody and assisting them in purchasing or selling a house, they want somebody who's confident and who leads. And a lot of times when I was new, I didn't have the experience, but I had the confidence inside to say, you know what, I know enough about the process. I know that I'm acting in their best interest. I'm not faking it, dude. I have it already. I don't have the years of experience under my belt, but I know what I'm doing. And when I started getting into pickup and other areas as well, I kind of carried that same mantra with me, you know. I just I, I studied the fundamentals, understood understood the basics, understood that, you know, in any endeavor that you enter, there's always going to be a pain period and a period where you're not so good and you're lacking that experience. But eventually, you know, you get up, you dust yourself off, and, and you start having success. And when I think about our podcast, being able to influence people, making more money, getting more power, I, I believe it's the same way. You're not just going to suddenly wake up and be at the top of any of those categories. You're going to have to work and claw your way there. And uh, when I hear that statement, um, I see too many people misconstruing it, and they, they, they take it too far. Like people that in business uh, situations will just 100% be lying, which I never believe in. You know, if a client at any point ever asked me what my experience was, I was very forthcoming about that. I never was dishonest about it. I, I just knew ways to communicate to make that an advantage versus a disadvantage, and that's how I got business. So, you know, when, when I heard this fake it till you make it, um, that's kind of my take on it. I just said, you know what? Fuck faking it. Get the skills, figure it out, 
you know, pay your dues, and then and then you'll get to the top. How about you, Arash? Yeah, I definitely think that's a better strategy than faking it so you make it is just being real and making it. Now, what if um, what if you you don't know how to make it? Should you fake it? I think you should fake it recognizing that you're going to get caught and that's part of learning. And when you get caught, are you willing to lose it all? And if by faking it till you make it is a process of getting better and improving your qualities, your business, uh, your relationships, then fake it till you make it, I agree with it because it's part of being better. For example, a man wants to approach a woman, he's not really confident. He has to fake confidence to approach. At some point, she's going to crush him because it's how long can you fake it, honestly? You know, and if you're really that good that we can fake it that long, then are you really faking it? That's the real question. So at some point, fake it, you'll get caught. Now, he approaches her, he's faking it, and then, you know, he gets a conversation going, he gets her phone number or something, and then she doesn't text back or they don't go out, and so he's crushed. Good. He now has that experience to get better so that later on he doesn't have to fake his confidence. He's becoming more confident. Uh, I teach women how to um, uh, teach fitness, uh, fitness classes and stuff, and I train them very rapidly. In one month, I could I could produce a fitness trainer from zero to one month, uh, better than any of the gyms around me. And a big part of it is they they just have to do what I say, and it wouldn't be thinking yet, but there's a tonality of speaking. There's a way of carrying your body. There's a way of the exercises are easy. Anybody can do the fucking exercises. It's the teaching that matters. And for a while, they could be, in quotes, faking it, but not really because eventually it becomes them. So fake it till you make it, I think, works if, you, if that's the part of growth and evolution. It doesn't work if your business is to fake it, if your strategy is to fake it. That right there is goofy and it's weird. You're always going to get caught. And again, if you're so good at faking it that you never get caught, then I don't know if you're faking it anymore. Well, how can we tell the difference? You know, it's an it's a subjective thought that's happening. The person's like, well, I'm really not that confident. Everybody's like, you're totally confident. The person's like, well, I, you know, I'm, I'm introverted. Everyone's like, you're not, you're extroverted. And at that moment, the person's subjective world is different than the objective world. But then, how many people are actually having that issue in life? I would say 99.9% of the population have something happening subjectively, internally. That's not necessarily matching externally. So fake it till you make it you know, in some situations will be accurate because you're, that's part of the learning process. You have to fake confidence sometimes. Uh, of course, with things that are not life-threatening. Like, you can't fake knowing how to deal with a gun because you could kill somebody. But again, all of it comes down to the bottom line. You have to have a strategy to succeed. And if faking till you're making it is part of that strategy which helps you succeed, I'm for it. Uh, I'm not for the moral police that will come around and say, you're faking it, so you shouldn't succeed. Well, I think the audience and the clients will decide that for me. Or, you know, if you're faking it and you're not good enough and people are paying for it, eventually they'll stop paying for it. I've seen this happen in the uh, self-help coach business so much. A lot of these guys show up and they're faking it and then they don't make it. So that, that's, that's my perspective. Awesome, man. Well said. I agree, especially with that last portion that you said. It seems like everybody nowadays is trying to be a self-help coach. That's funny that you brought that up. I've seen that so much, man. It's like every week on my Facebook, someone else pops up that's a new self-help guru that can help you be a millionaire and live the best life that, that you ever imagined. Um, another question I get a lot that I wanted to bring up, and I know this is important, especially uh, in all the categories that we cover in our podcast, um, uh, 
I get this question in a bunch of different ways, and it's about tonality. You know, how do you measure it? How do you practice your tonality and the delivery, you know, for a sales situation or, you know, if you want to practice your pickup and just to be better overall at delivery. And from my perspective, when it came to tonality and just working on the delivery of presentations or certain phrases and, and things that I wanted to master, the way I am is whatever I look at, I, I figure out the fundamentals to it, right? So if I look back to basketball, when, when I was still playing in, in my career, I knew when I studied the greats like Michael Jordan, David Robinson, you know, Tim Duncan, all these guys who are Hall of Fame players who are phenomenal, no matter how much natural talent they had, uh, you know, their height, their speed, their athleticism, whatever it was, these guys were masters, grandmasters of the fundamentals. And so when I looked at the subject of tonality, delivery, and presentations, I said, you know what? There's fundamentals to this. And that's all I did. I literally went on YouTube, got books, went to seminars, and studied people who, were, who had phenomenal use and mastery of tonality, delivery, and were great at presenting, especially when it came to sales. And that's all I ate up. And at the same time, because this is what's missed, is people will study, 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 and then they won't take any action. At the same time, I was on my, on my end in my business, I was practicing two hours a day. Like I would literally be on the phones with people practicing my delivery and tonality on the phone or additionally at my office in person. So, you know, if you can imagine anybody listening, you're, you're, you're studying from the best, right, the top people in that field, and you're practicing, right, and of course I'm going on presentations and, and working with real clients as well. But even before, it's like the warm-up. Any, any athlete, any actor will warm up before they get on stage or perform. So uh, my practice was two hours of warming up. I, mean, I remember doing presentations before I was even licensed in real estate in front of the office that I was going to work for. Again, before I even had my license, I was practicing in front of an office of 100 people doing a presentation to clients. And I did it more than once. I did it one, two, three, four times. I had the shit mastered by the time I uh, sat in front of my first client. And you can guess, when I got in front of my first client, it was like taking candy from a baby because I had rehearsed. And uh, like uh, Hector says in, uh, in Troy, I've seen this moment in my dreams. It was literally like that. I, I had played that out so many times that even though I wasn't fully mastered yet, by the time I got in front of somebody, I had uh, a good enough uh, grasp on the subject of tonality and delivery of a presentation that it seemed to a client like, wow, this person's really good. Now, through the years, I've refined it and made it better, but it's really been a combination of studying the greats and then also practicing and taking that mundane action in order to master it. How about you, Arash? Tonality, when it comes to communication, selling, persuasion, it's all tonality, man. I mean, that is so much of it. Seduction is tonality. On my Dynamine program, I go over this. I go over so many aspects of this. And I would say what what I would um, help people with is this. There is not one tonality. There is tonality for different things and in different contexts. Uh, for example, uh, saying I love you to a woman in the right tonality will have a different effect than in, in a different, in a wrong tonality. And right and wrong in this case is determined by the effect that you create in your communication. For selling something, there's a tonality. Uh, there's a tonality to speak to somebody to sell them a coffin 
for their funeral versus selling them a brand new uh, heart rod car. Two totally different tonalities. When you walk into a tattoo shop, your tonality will explain to the artist whether or not you are experienced getting tattoos or not. The guys who got tattoos, they have a different tonality when they speak. And it's a fascinating subject. It's a fascinating subject, especially when it comes to sales and seduction because um, women have a way of sniffing out the tonality of a man who gets a lot of women. And I think that uh, this is my this is my guess. This is not this is not a fact. It's an opinion, but everybody can look at it. Um, I think that we can also sniff out as human beings the tonality of the successful individual. People that are successful, they have a certain tone when they when they talk, and we are attracted to success. If you want to sell, right? If you want to sell anything, then the illusion of success that you're already successful will be one of your greatest assets in selling. Listen carefully to what I said. This is valuable. If you're already very successful, you can sell much better than if you're not. So, for example, if you were selling perfume, bottled perfume in the streets of Los Angeles, which I've done, and you rolled up in a white 1999 Saturn four-door, and you got out of the car and you approached people and you said, hi, I'd like to, um, hi, let me ask you a quick question. What kind of cologne do you wear? Uh, you would get one reaction and you would get a certain amount of sales. Also, your skill would have something to do with it. But then if you rolled up in a, let's say, a yellow or a purple or a red Lamborghini 2017, and you got out of the car and you said to somebody, hi, I'm going to ask you a quick question. What kind of cologne do you wear? The guy in the Lamborghini would outsell you every fucking day, all the fucking time, just because it looks like he's so super successful already. And so I think that there's a tonality to rich people and successful people because I know for a fact there's a tonality to being broke and being not successful. So this is what I would uh, urge everyone listening to do a little bit of research, a little bit of uh, exploration and, and and get into this area and see what you could find. And when you said the warm-up, you know, I I warm up in the shower. I warm up my voice in the shower. I warm up my voice when I'm driving. Like my voice is my instrument of use, so it's one of them. Uh, I think it's very important. You're right. Nobody gets in the, any kind of sports uh, w- without a warm-up, and I think our voice is, is vital in what we do. Awesome, man. Completely agree. Uh, I, I want to kind of venture off in a different direction now, and I think this will be a good point to end uh, before we go into the, the next podcast the following week. And I've been getting a lot more people who have a curiosity or a fascination for power. And I know we put that in the name of the podcast, and I wanted to talk a little bit about it because this is a subject that a lot of people are interested in, uh, are kind of intimidated by, and really, I believe, it it draws a lot of people because everybody wants to feel a sense of power. And uh, before I pass it to you, um, you know, my experience with it has been pretty pretty interesting. Uh, you know, my journey in real estate, I know in the in the industry of real estate, as far as sales now, a little bit online with YouTube, I, I know I am a figure who, who has power. 
And if I contact high-level people in real estate as far as companies, organizations, individuals, I know I have some pull there and a, an ability to influence the direction of an event or something like that, as I've been seeing lately. And, you know, from my perspective, um, and, and this is just something that, that has been my experience, I when I jumped into the industry of, of real estate, and we'll stick with sales because uh, that's something that is relevant to everybody listening here, and most of my audience uh, knows me from that. What I did was I, I dedicated myself to, to this industry and knowing everything and everything about it. And not only am I a figure because of my skill, but at the same time, my ability to influence people and give back and serve, I believe has been kind of the catalyst that really took me to the top so quickly. The, the people who I rub elbows with at events and, and some of the figures that I speak to uh, pretty regularly in real estate that are at the level that I'm at or maybe a little bit higher have been in this for 20, 30, 40 years. It's unheard of for somebody like me to come in, shake things up, be completely different, and then be speaking like I am next month at the San Diego Association of Realtors. You know, the whole lineup of speakers there are people who have minimum either been an authority figure in real estate for 25, 30 years or successful agents who have already been at it for minimum. I think the least experienced guy besides me has 16 or 17 years of experience under his belt. And um, I believe for me it's a combination of not only the skill set and dedication to it, but also my ability to influence people and serve. And I know from my, just even my free material in real estate, I've influenced people nationwide on the educational part about real estate, learning about real estate, getting licensed, becoming an agent, getting better at sales, and the list goes on and on. And, you know, I'm not too familiar with the subject of power as I'm just barely scratching the surface, but I feel in, in my case that really has given me the position that I'm at today is a combination of those two. So, you know, I'm curious to hear about uh, what you have to say, Arash, because I know you're somebody who, who loves that subject and has a lot of experience with it. Yeah, I am um, uh, a student of power. I'm a child. I'm a child of power, a student, a scholar of power, uh, a brother of power. I'm a you know, I am, that is my subject, um, one of a few. And uh, let's put it like this. Everybody take a look right now if you're listening to this. Uh, while you're listening to this, take a look. There are certain things that you are really trying to get in your life, okay? Certain goals. Certain goals that are very dear to you. Not, not like... Uh, not like goals that everybody has. They're kind of unique to you, right? Like I have a black belt in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. That's a unique it's a unique goal. It's not like you find a bunch of us walking around every day. So a goal like that. Or I have four uh, pit bulls. One of them is with me right now, Midas, in my office. Take a look at one of these goals you have that are uh, unique in, in their own character. And I'm willing to bet at the... At the end of that goal, right, what you find is more power. And that power brings to you a sense of security. To me, power and security go hand in hand, actually. And I think this is what people have to see, is that we as homo sapiens, we want to feel secure, especially a female, uh, and she needs that. Now, a man 
is not disassociated with the female's need for security in that you as a man, if you're going to get with females, you're going to have to provide that sense of security for her through protection, resources, um, networks, whatever. And uh, it's a subject that never, I mean, it's like, it's like any of these big subjects, you know. It doesn't, it doesn't end. There's just levels of power. There's so many levels to power. Uh, I would recommend the, the book by Robert Greene, The 48 Laws of Power. I think that's a good study, beginning study. And um, any other subject you can, you can get your hands on. For myself, it is something that I have used, that I continue to use, to spread my influence um, in the world is power, you know. It, it's funny to me when people uh, pretend like they're not uh, fascinated by it or they don't want it or they don't care about it. You know, I, I just don't buy it. I think it's dishonest, it's genuine, non-authentic communication for anybody to say, uh, I don't care about power. Well, okay, fine. So give me more. I'll take it. If anybody doesn't want power, pass it my way. I'll take more. Cool. All right. Um, I'm going to open it up now to uh, any participant who's on the actual call. I know we have at least about 10 people on right now. If you have any questions, press star 2 to raise your hand. I'll give it a minute or two, or else we will just end it, and we will see you guys next week. Um, Another thing, I will be posting, and I want to drop this in, I'm going to be doing an interview with Arash here um, in about two hours, and I'm going to post it on my YouTube later on. A lot of you guys have questions about him. I know some of you who come in and are funneled into this podcast from the real estate world, you really don't know much about him, so this interview is definitely going to give you some information, some insight, and uh, I know you guys hear me talk about him all the time, so I'm, I'm excited to do this interview with you, Arash. Dude, I'm so excited. I'm ready. I have a super hot chick who's trying to hang out with me, and uh, the interview is coming first, so it's pretty interesting. I'm trying to see if I can see her in the middle somewhere. <laughs> we'll see what happens. Awesome, man. Awesome. Cool. So star two, guys. Star two to raise your hand if you have any questions. I'll give it a few more seconds. If not, we will just uh, we'll go ahead and end it. Is there any – I know you have your uh, your new product coming out in two days, right, Arash? Two or three days? Deja vu. Did you happen to catch the live broadcast last night? No, I, I didn't make it last night. Okay, it's on the still on Facebook. It was it was one of those it was one of those lectures where, I mean, comment after comment after comment was like, holy shit, oh my god, my fucking mind, like it, it was there. So basically, what I did is I uh, gave a, a, a deja vu teaching. I, I, I do these um, packaged ideas, like you know, Prometheus is coming up April fifteenth. So deja vu is its own thing. So I presented this idea, <laughs> man. It was—it's truly mind blowing. So April first, uh, April Fool's Day, for 24 hours, the product is Deja Vu. Go to Arash Zapar, Z-E-P-A-R, Z-E-P-A-R, dot com, and you can get it for only 97 bucks. Then the price will double. It will blow your mind. And if you're wondering what it's about, well, it's about power. It's about philosophies and ideas that you could you could plug into your life, and it will completely—it's like to me, it's like brain surgery without going to the fucking doctor. You will, you will have different neurons when it's done. So I'm really excited to release it. I'm really excited to see the results. As the seventh seal demonstrated, you know, I deliver what I say, and this is going to be in on in par with uh, seventh seal, maybe even better. I'm not sure. We'll see. 
Awesome, man. That's exciting. I'm uh, mine's coming out the fourth. I have a new product called the Tactical Tongue, and I'm uh, I'm gonna put the finishing touches on it this weekend. But for anybody who who wants to be more persuasive, and this is applicable in any area of your life, it's definitely gonna help you. There's just even when I was going back and looking at the product, there was just you know I have like five or six modules on it, but one module in particular uh, with some language patterns that I put in it is so good, and it really uh, I don't know. I, I think the smallest tip for people can really make a big difference. And, you know, when I was making the product after I finished filming that, I was like, holy shit, that was really good. And I know it's going to blow people's minds for sure. So it looks like we have no questions live. Then I will end it here. We will see you guys at the same time next week, Wednesday, 5.15 p.m. Pacific time sharp. We will get started and we will continue the subject of power. To my guest, Arash, thank you for coming, my brother. I will see you here in about two hours. See you. Yeah. Talk soon. See you guys. Bye.